Welcome back to Crabomination. I'm very excited to speak with today's guest. Uh, just so much to unpack here. Um, Efren is the creator and host of the game event on Premier Streaming Network, as well as uh, he's also the host and creator of IRFB uh, on the same network. He also co-hosted the popular wrestling and pop culture podcast, Saved by the Pod. Welcome to the show, Efren. I have a question. Sure, ask away. First of all, thank you for thank you for having me, Darren Staley. Love to you. I, I have questions. Yes. Did you just interview Kelly Carlin for the show? Yeah, I interviewed. Uh, yeah, it was a roundtable with Kelly okay. Carlin, Corey Ryan Forrester, and Paul Provenza. Yeah. You interviewed Corey Ryan Forrester as well. Yes. And did you interview Brian Koppelman? I interviewed Brian Koppelman. Yes, uh, he was my last interview, actually. Do we cuss on this show or not? All the fuck you want. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> following them. Because you're Efren. Uh, you're, you're... I don't belong in that company. Those are amazing people. Just to give people some background, um, because you and I know each other, but I don't really know a lot of your backstory. We're very dear, near, other. close, personal, longtime friends, like Mean Gene used to say. Yes, for, for sure. Um, and I, I've talked about this uh, this thing called ad-free shows on the show before, uh, which is a, a series of Tell me about podcasts. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just a lot of podcasts, things like that. But I think you were involved maybe before it came together as ad-free shows uh, on the on the what happened when. Uh, I don't think I've really ever asked you how you became a part of of that community. That's a great question, Darren. Let's see. Um, I was always a huge fan of Tony Schiavone, and you know he was the voice of my childhood, and my childhood sucks. I'm getting that trademark too. I tried to put that on a shirt, but I haven't yet. Next time though, I see Shivani, I'm on it. He would be making these random like gay innuendos left and right. So I would ask him about it and then it took off from there. And then when we went to Top Guy Week, or I'm sorry, Low Key Big Hog Weekend, which was just the most amazing three days a wrestling fan could ever have. You should absolutely be jealous of us, of the 18 or 20 of us, that if you were not there. Uh, we connected. Oh, you, the first time I met him, I wore a... Uh, <laughs> I wore a Silence of the Lambs Ted Levine shirt, you know, when he's dancing in front of the mirror. Yeah. But in, instead of his face, I put my face on it. And on, on the shirt, it said, would you fuck me? I fuck me. <laughs> and it just went from there. Yeah, and then you 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 talked about him being the voice of your childhood. Um nope, 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 nope. It's a nope, 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 nope. It's a two-parter with me. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. The, yeah, you forgot go. the no, you forgot the second part. Let's start again. Go. He was the voice of my childhood, and my childhood sucked. He was it's the voice two... of your childhood, and your childhood sucked. Yes. I okay. almost wore that for the first game event, like on the back, and I would turn around, <laughs> let's see the answer, and then on the back it would say, and my childhood sucked. <laughs> so how did you 
become aware of what what's your background with with wrestling i'm, I'm assuming if if tony was the voice of your childhood for he was the voice of my childhood but in the crockett you're not era. saying it right he was the you voice got... of your childhood and your childhood sucked go ahead <laughs> but and he was the me, voice of your childhood go on yes and uh, for me that was in the crockett era was that the same era as you or when did he become the voice of your sucky childhood you didn't say it right when did he become the voice of your childhood and it sucked that's how god i gotta host everything here uh let's see when i had a when i had extra foil and i could put most of it around the antennas i could get nwa uh championship wrestling in in los angeles it was a it was a wwf town but i don't know him and jay Vin Scully is my all-time number one meet and greet. I needed to do it before I died, and I did. When Scully, I was six years old, and we couldn't afford a TV, but the family would sit around the radio, transistor radios, I would do my homework, and Vin Scully was the consistent male figure in my life every night six months out of the year. That's what it is with announcers and, and me. I have a whole collection of baseball uh, jerseys with announcers on them. I have Scully, I have Joe Davis, who's now the, the voice of the Dodgers, Oral Hershiser, who's now broadcasting, John Miller from the Giants. I even had a Tom Brenneman Arizona Diamondbacks jersey that I threw away the day he went on his uh, homophobic rant, which, by the way, Darren Staley, I celebrate it every year. It is on August 19th. Tom Brenneman was in a standby count to go back on the air, and he, I don't know what he was talking about, but he said that is the quote-unquote homophobic F-word capital of the world. Hmm. And he had to apologize for it. He has not been on the air since. And that hurt me i i know i'm gay i have extra feelings but when you are a guy who takes broadcasters as the relationship between you and whatever you're watching broadcasters mean so much to me yeah. so when i heard him say that i looked at my jersey for for a good amount of time i said i can't have it in my house anymore i threw it away it hurt. So Shivani, Ross, they're kind of the same thing. They matter more than, than the actual performers because they're the bridge. You can't get to one side. You can't get to the other side without a bridge. They are the bridge. So announcers mean a ton to me. So you just brought some new information to my attention. You said that you are gay. Is that correct? I didn't have that in my notes anywhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, Let me check. Hold on. Let me check my notes. Okay. <laughs> let me let me just spin the wheel. Hold on. Today I am. Oh, well, yes. okay. Now, tomorrow, who knows? Yes, because... What does a lesbian bring on a second date, Darren Staley? 
What's that? A U-Haul because they're ready to move in. What is what is what is a what does a gay guy bring on a second date, Darren Staley? What? What second date? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I've I've kind of been you're kind of a mysterious kind of person because why when I was when well when I was making no number one, it's hard to Google Efren. And really find out a lot about Did somebody. you put the three exclamation points after it? I because did not was... <laughs> use the exclamation points. But in, in, in my original set of notes, I had you living in Los Angeles, in Las Vegas, and in Phoenix. I'm guessing now that you grew up in Los Angeles, like where where's, what's your kind of, your sucky childhood, where was that located? Wherever Tony Schiavone was. <laughs> I I grew up in Los Angeles. My money is in Vegas, and I currently live in Phoenix. Oh, so no, it, my. It, go ahead, sorry. Go I grew ahead. up uh, tw uh, first twenty years of my life. I was in I was in Los Angeles, and then I moved to Phoenix. Okay, uh, what was it like growing up in Los Angeles? Yeah. Aside from the sucky childhood. I mean, it's that a, was, that, that's all it was. It was, it was a sucky childhood. When you have a trauma podcast, Darren Staley, I will be your first guest, but it was a long time of, 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 of suckiness. That's all I can say. Um, yeah. imagine being a closeted gay man and your parents sending you to an all boys Catholic school. Because you'll get an education and you won't be distracted from girls with mm -hmm. girls. And then we won't talk about what happened there. But it, uh, childhood was tough and it, yeah. it still affects me to this day. Yeah. And I think uh, it's interesting that you said it was the. Thanks, Shivani! <laughs> it was the. The, the announcers, it was kind of the, 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 the folks on, on TV, and, and I want to kind of go into in the game shows. It, it was Scully, like, was, know, Scully was on radio. Uh, you know what? That's uh, a great point. Scully was on radio. And then you had the consistent Dick Clark every day on Pyramid, who was there five days a week. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a – because I don't know that I would refer to my childhood as sucky, but it was definitely non-traditional. Um, and there was a... You there can't was very... let that go by. Tell me more. Well, you know, uh, my parents got divorced when I was very young. I lived with my grandmother um, a lot of the time. Uh, it, I was kind of, you know, I felt bounced, you know, back and forth. Sometimes I was in one county. Sometimes I was in a, another... Are you an only city. child? Uh, with my mother and father, yes, but, uh, my father and stepmother have, uh, I have a brother or a half brother. Okay. But it was, it was really in, in those years, it was kind of weird because I spent so much time with grandparents. I found pro wrestling that was more kind of, uh, with my cousins on my grandpa's side game shows, my grandmother who I, who I lived with a lot, especially in the early years, um, was a game show a holic. 
And I can tell you right now, talking about, you know, comfort food, there's a channel, it's on Sling or something that's called the Price is Right channel. And they just play Bob Barker Price is Right 24-7. To me, that's that's like my comfort go-to place. Uh, so, like, for me, when you were talking about announcers, I get that too. But for me, it's also, there. there's something about those game shows that kind of give me that, that, stability that place of comfort nostalgic right? feel yeah 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 that that's so wow i've never i've never said this before i knew all my state capitals by the age of three and when state capitals would come on tic-tac-toe that was probably by four or five by by then and wink would would move off off to the side and show the picture I would get it in two seconds. And my grandmother was blown away by it. I, I, do, I it, had the, I, I had the same experience effort for me. It, it was things like, you know, jeopardy or she would always do the TV guide crossword puzzle. And she would ask me, I was a, you know, a little kid and she would say a five letter word for something. And I would say Ewing. And then she would call all of my aunts. Can you believe? I love it. How smart he is! He, how did he okay. know Ewing? And it what was the, was the what was the to. Ewing in reference to? Because I'm on. Oh, a it would kick. it would have had to have been Dallas. It would have had to. Have there been we Dallas. go. I'm on a Dallas kick lately. Yeah, it was. Did, it did was, you love Dallas? Sick. Of course, I love Dallas. I watched Dallas. I watched Falcon Crest. I watched Days of Our Lives. Dynasty. Uh, Dynasty. Yes. Because yeah, you know, I, Rock was on Dynasty, and then. He kissed who Linda, and then the whole world had a fit about it. Yeah, and uh, Hee Haw, and of course Lawrence Welk. God, uh, you know Lawrence stop. Welk was. <laughs> you stop. We're gonna get to Saved by the Pod in just a second, but you mentioned Hee Haw. Did you happen to listen to one of my great sound bites from Saved by the Pod about Hee Haw? I don't think so. I've listened to a lot of them. I don't think I remember. All right, this is Major NSFW. Three, two, one. I fucked one of the guys on Hee Haw. <laughs> was it one of those twins? It had to be one of those no, twins, no, right? No, 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 no. They were kids <laughs> then, but when I was in my 20s, they were also in their 20s. And uh, we had a good time. Well, that's that sounds fantastic. He I, also I, won the gong show. The new I, gong show with, with Mike Myers. As it, sound, it, it, sound, it sounds like he won the gong show with you, but <laughs> no, he got every he like every other man got gonged. Yeah, Artie Johnson and Jamie Farr and and J.P. Morgan all gonged them together. This guy, <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, no, I did I didn't know your uh, hee haw experience, but yeah, I mean that was kind of it was a great experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was, type. and and he and he, and hee haw was a great show. Uh, yeah, if you live in Alabama, if you live in Alabama, hey, Darren, where do you live? I live in North Carolina. I thought you lived in Alabama. No, 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 no. Damn, I live that in just North killed Carolina. my joke. Let me try again. Three, two, one. Yeah, it was a great show if you lived in North Carolina. Hey, where do you <laughs> live, Darren? I live in Alabama. Oh man! So what was what was your go-to game show 
Because for me, it always goes back to prices, right? And then Jeopardy. You talked about tic tac toe. I was never really a big uh, pyramid guy. Oh, um, I just, should, just I just, should just, leave this. Leave this podcast. You should hang right up now. now. Yeah, Pyramid was my favorite favorite show. Because yeah, I mean, for for for, for me, and then I'll and then I'll let you finish. For me, the thing with Pyramid, it was it was a little difficult to play at home in a way where because a lot of times this is going back oh man this may end up being a therapy session one of my Good, favorite things both about of my because th i've had three apparent therapists leave the practice i'm starting to think it's because of me <laughs> it could be one uh, went to the peace one went to the peace corps one had a hmm. baby can you believe it and the other got drunk in a session with a seven-year-old well, that's, uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing to these therapists. But, but I loved uh, vodka at seven, so. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But yeah, for, for me, a big part of it was, like, I especially loved the stuff where, like, I could answer and I could guess. Because then the people who were in the room, my grandma, my aunts, my cousins, could then, they could then be wowed by my vast <laughs> knowledge. And, and Pyramid was just a little more difficult to pull off in that way if that makes sense pyramid had so many rules our last saved by the pod episode was a test run of pyramid where we tried to give away a thousand dollars there were so many rules it was ridiculous and it was a hot mess i i i hope one day rj city can be like our one special celebrity guest and we play pyramid with people wrestling pyramid i think it'd be amazing yeah that yeah that would be great that's the reason I, I wasn't knocking pyramid but that's the reason it wasn't my my gig the other one of course uh that, that i did love that kind of goes outside of that uh, the people watching me thing uh and you've talked about this before was press your luck have you ever seen the the thing with uh, with michael larson the guy who figured out the the that pattern to the press your luck so not only do I know the Michael Larson documentary, but in that documentary, one of my very, very dear, close personal, longtime friends, Amy Bjorkland is, was, is in that documentary. She oh, was wow. on, she was on the new whammy, the all new press your luck with Todd Newton, Newton. And she had 26,000 in her bank. All she had to do was avoid the whammy and she would have won. And she hit the whammy on her last spin. You should look it up. Wow. It is, it is one of the, crushing game show moments in in life and that is one of my good friends wow wow that and you've been on game shows i've um, been on three yeah could, what were um i think you know people can listen to say by the pod for the uh for the dick clock uh, dick clock story but how do you this is what i kind of want to know is how do you know where to go, the things to say, like, what's the thing like for, for Efren when you were like, okay, I'm going to go here and see if I can, what, what was your process to try to get on game shows? I so find that I very was, interesting. I, I have a degree in musical theater, Darren. And so they always, they didn't need to find the, they weren't looking for the person who's like, hello, great to be here. I'm excited. No, they want, they, they always want people who they can pull back rather than bring up. Because if you can pull back someone, 
that means what you're trying to get, they already have. They just need to dial it down a bit. That's why when you go to the Price is Right audition and they interview and you're in line, hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I hope to get on stage and make sure you Look at my shirt. Oh my God, if I win a car, oh my God, I would scream like a... That's who they want. So I got... Uh, that's This is funny. I went to my winning... My big one was Winning Lines with Dick Clark. Do you remember that show, Darren? ABC came out with Millionaire with Regis, and then Fox countered with Greed with Chuck Woolery. Do you like Greed? Do you remember Greed? I don't remember Greed. Okay, so you got to watch Greed. You you have to write that down. Okay. NBC countered with 21 with Maury Povich based on the old yeah. game show. Yep, and I have CBS, a whole... yep. CBS countered with Winning Lines with Dick Clark. It was a numbers game with 49 contestants that would get whittled down to six and then one. And the question I was asked that got me to the second round out of 49, Abraham Lincoln began the Gettysburg Address four score and seven years ago. What is a score? What's the answer, Darren? I believe a score is 14 years. 20 years. And I was the first to uh, get it right. And so I went on to the next round and I beat the five other contestants. And I went to the bonus round. And Dick Clark says, I know you can. He was he was such a pro, man. He was such a pro. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who haven't heard Saved by the Bot, I tell the story all the time. Forgive me. Yeah. No, good. He, right. <laughs> We were about to go. He was going to do the happy talk right before he says Ephraim Borges is going to go for $1 million right after this. And he asks me in the, in the happy talk, he says, I'm going to ask your name, stuff like that. And he goes, we're back with winning lines and Ephraim Borges is about to go for $1 million. Ephraim, Ephraim, that's an interesting name. What does that mean? My name is German. It means fruit of the vine or very fruitful. And I said, oh, it means very fruitful, Dick. <laughs> and he goes, oh. And all of a sudden, you hear in the audience, eight rows back. <laughs> and you hear the director, cut, 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 cut. You cannot be shouting out stuff. Please, we now have to do this over again. It was my sister. She didn't know what the name meant and she lost it. <laughs> wow. So we start again and he, and he goes, Oh, that's very interesting. We're going to start. Efren goes for $1 million when we come back right after this and the music's going and the flashing and here comes this crane camera and he's talking to me. He says, okay, and we're coming, I'm talking to you and now the crane camera's coming and I'm going to laugh in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Efren. And now we're going off the air and we're done. Cut. He was such a pro. And right before I went for the million dollars, he says, do you have any questions before we start? I said, yes. I'm 22 and almost like 400 pounds. I was, he's, I said, you used to sell this anti-aging cream on home shopping network and I can't find it anywhere. Do you know where it is? 
And he laughed his ass off and he says, no, they don't make that anymore. Okay, here we go. And he took three steps towards his podium. He looked at me and gave me that, are you fucking kidding with that fucking question? Shook his head, <laughs> laughed, and then went back to the podium and we started again. Uh, yeah, I, I love that story. And then uh, I think the, that was the show that didn't air, right? But then he made sure that you is, got your they money. Had eight, yeah. They had nine or ten shows. That is the I won $42,500. It is the only show that didn't air. Uh, some website on Angel Fire said because it wasn't a massive win or loss. Like someone didn't kaboom right out with three questions right at the beginning and someone didn't lose 500,000. So they yeah. didn't air it. Uh, I call, I saw it in, I saw in variety that the show had been canceled and I called, I was, I was temping at a, at a, at the Lodi wine grape commission in Lodi, California, answering phones to, for the wine grape commission. And it took me an hour and a half and I finally got a hold of someone in programming and it was future CBS director, Les Moonbees, the one who was fired for sexual harassment a couple of years ago. Yep. And he was a prick to me. How the fuck did you get this number? I, I'm just trying to find, you should not be calling me. Okay. Well, I was just wondering, the show's done. You're not going to get paid. Click. Dick Clark called me and, and said, I understand that they canceled the show. I know because the, the contract you signed, if they don't get their advertising money, you're not going to get paid. That's how they make yep. their money. And he said, I've worked with CBS for a long time. This is not right. I can't promise you anything, but I'm going to do my best. I said, okay, thank you. Never heard from him again. And I will, I was renegotiating my payday loan. I opened the mail and there was a check for $42,500. Uh, Saved by the Pod. That was a podcast you did for, I want to say, three, four years. Um, I don't know how popular it was at the time. I just started listening later. I wasn't listening in real time. I want but your honest opinion. What do, yes. you, what do you think? Absolutely love it. Uh, it it checks every box for me. Uh, it, it's got It's got music. It's got movies. It's got TV shows. It's got wrestling. And for me, before I get into my, my questions about it, the greatest thing for me are the double entendres, the innuendo, because you mentioned this or you, you mentioned this earlier. I really think that comedy can break down so many barriers. And I'm talking about things like hatred and bigotry and, you know, you guys were such, you know, good sports about that. I, th I think probably, I think maybe a lot of people who might have been listening may have been inclined uh, to say it, say it, say it. They may have been inclined to homophobia, um, but you, you, uh, you got. I think you guys did a great job in kind of just breaking that down and making making homophobia and things like that so ridiculous that it, it, you, 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 you would, you would have to be insane to hear that and think, Oh, uh, I, I hate gay people. I hate effort. To me, it was, it was very groundbreaking in that way. I thought you guys did a, a, 
pardon my pun, a bang up job <laughs> on that. But you, would you not agree? So when we were done with our first episode, Polly calls me and says, let me tell you, you are going to change opinions. Yeah. I know you're a little loud and you be you. And I would never, ever, ever ask you to change you. But I'm telling you, you are going to show people that being gay is no big fucking deal. And two weeks later, he started getting messages about how uh, from from former homophobic people who's like, you know what? I used to have a bias against gay people. And after listening to this, they're just like us. He's so funny. You guys are so good. He was right. I'm just me. I never tried to be anything else but just me. But he called it. He called it right from the beginning. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he did. And and the greatest part, too, like you just said, nobody was, it wasn't, it wasn't a put on. It was extremely organic. You know, everybody on that show was, but just everybody. Yeah, Timmy's, um, Timmy, Polly, you know, Josh Odom uh, signed on to be our, our producer. And then three weeks later, the show got canceled. And then when he signed on to be the game event producer at ad free shows, the show got canceled. So if you want a show canceled, you should have hired Josh. Oden. Well, we're, we're going to, to uh, get a little more into, into Josh Odom for sure. But um, how did, how did the, how did say by the pod come about, uh, you know, like who, who was the person particularly because I think if, as I remember, you were you weren't in the first episode, I don't think, but maybe you we were call in those we one. call those the sucky years before I yes. got there. Yes, the, the years that mirrored your childhood. It's uh, <laughs> what we'll call. Thanks, those. Shivani. <laughs> but they but then talking. you there you, are, you 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 very quickly became an integral part of the show. How could you kind of tell the backstory of, you know, how it came to be that you were like. Okay, Efren, yeah, this is this is something that you're great on that you want to do. Any backstory? So I never know that I'm great on on anything to this day. I really don't. And people have to tell me consistently that they enjoy the show to reaffirm uh, I'm an actor. I need I need to know that I'm doing okay from a director. They, Polly and Tim had this idea when they, when they hung out that they wanted to do a, a pop culture show with wrestling around it. And as they started, all they did was talk. And I said, anyone can talk. You need, you need this and that a little more, a, a little more flair to be different than from anyone. I think I was the, the third or fourth uh episode on that show talking about WrestleMania 17. I think it was and, the third. Right. And you and I I had a great time and then Timmy took a leave of absence and 
Polly asked me to come on the show and I said, we, we've got to make this better with, with clips and, and analysis. And I wanted you, I guess, kind of like now with IRFB, I wanted you to be hyper-focused as you remember, let's say earthquake getting hit with a chair by Hulk Hogan and the marks coming on him as he whacks him three times. This is what was going around you. This is what was happening around you as you're watching this. Oh, I love Small Wonder. Oh, I love the Jaws thing at the uni- at Universal Studios. I want to take a piece, it's kind of like EMDR therapy. This is what's happening. Now this is what's happening around you. And I think it was a big hit. Yeah, de- definitely was for me. Um, you know, when I found it, one of my, a couple of things, one of the funniest moments, I just heard this episode again. Ooh, the other tell day. me, feed my ego. Yeah. You were talking about toys, and you were talking about He-Man and Castle Grayskull. Before you even start, I just saw He-Man when I was in Indiana visiting Josh's family, and TJ Stevens was with me, and I said, do you know how many of these I molested inside Castle Grayskull? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so yeah, so it was all that. The the one thing that you said... You you had Adam and He Man in the back of a Castle Grayskull, and she came in, and you were like, "Get out!" <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> fell over. <laughs> I mean, I bowled over laughing. That was just uh... so great. That was that was so great. Oh, speaking uh... of toys, though, this was another question. Yes, because this Castle is something Boutique. That, oh god. Yeah, this is something that I just learned a few years ago, like I didn't know that the, when you're talking about toys, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Turtles. That bitch, Tila. <laughs> no, not that. But that the, the, the cartoons were basically infomercials for the right. toys. That they were, they were created by the, the cartoon people. I honestly, I didn't know that until I won't say very but four or five years ago. Did did you know that the cartoons were kayfabe? No. Well, I knew they they weren't real. I knew that there wasn't a real Castle Grayskull. If you're asking me, what's kayfabe? It's not kayfabe. No, no. What what I mean is that they were they were basically advertisements. They weren't. You know. Well, well, what do you think? Super. What do you think? Superstars and wrestling challenge was when Iron Sheik is making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a quarter for his for his wrestling figure, which was, which was kind of amazing to me when, when Shiki died, I do a great Shiki imitation, by the way, not, not safe for work Shiki imitation. When they sold Hogan for the, for the wrestling figure, you needed an opponent for him. So you had to buy someone like Sheik. That's why Sheik made so much money. Yeah, I think, I think for me, the difference was it seemed to be like the wrestling came before the toys. From my understanding of how, like the the GI Joe and stuff, anytime they wanted to introduce a new toy, like the hovercraft, they would put an episode. There would be a hovercraft on the cartoon. Yeah, that's brilliant, brilliant. And and then that would build up to. Now we're selling you the hovercraft, 
and that, to to me that's the that's the subtle difference that I was like, oh, they were they were marketing to me. You know, it wasn't that we have this thing and you know now we're going to sell toys. It was like the thing was made specifically to sell the toys, and that just that just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Did you have the LJN characters back in the day? Oh, absolutely. Yep, uh, I had the ring. Um, yeah, I had the, I had the Sheik, I had the Hulk, uh, had Nikolai Volkov with his little hat. That was one of my favorites, just because he had the little hat. You call him the Hulk. I find that a very southern thing. The Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I, I think I meant it more like the Hulk character instead of calling him the Hulk. But yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, but no, I did. Uh, I, I loved, uh, I loved the ring. I even had the uh, the cage. Of course, the cage. Go, yeah, you had to have the cage, right? Did you have those too? That cage was awesome. You want to talk about a yeah. snap in place thing? I wonder if I still have it. What do you think? That thing's worth a lot now, right? And you had to line yeah. the stickers up right, right. God, that was yes, great. And that the, was the, the, the hardest thing. Keep for talking. Me, I'm looking it up. Go ahead. Yeah, no, the most difficult thing for me on those rings, and I remember it to this day because I became so frustrated and, and nobody would help me. Yeah, the 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 ropes. You had to kind of string them through the turnbuckle. Right, you had to string them through the turnbuckle, and that was a, and you had to you it, had to like curve them like in a little, like oval figure eight type thing. I, I swear to you, Efren, it probably took me. Maybe I was just a stupid kid. I don't know. It probably took me seven hours to get the ropes <laughs> on. Like at one point, I was like, "We don't need ropes," uh, because it was just so, so frustrating. So stop. So I tried to install my ring my ring doorbell yeah on my and they said it should take 15 minutes like your ropes it took me eight hours <laughs> yeah it was like you know easy setup no it's not this is something that i'm supposed to have some other person do but they're not doing it i can't make the little thing go through the turnbuckle oh so good <sighs> so yeah lots of frustration uh, the cage oh. <laughs> is currently is, uh, oh, you can get a complete lot of the 70 figures from 1984 to 1989. Uh, one through six with all extras ring and cage, $18,888 on eBay. I'll tell you this, Efren, if I were to win the lottery tomorrow. Or the game event. Or the game event, that would be probably uh my first purchase <laughs> the the ring slingham fingham fling 1985 ring uh pre-owned so it's not so it's not unopened is available for 339 online that's not bad a couple things before we get to uh premiere streaming and a little more about the game event um i've met you in person at two different events uh the one was a was a very happy time the second um not so much it was at a, a ad free shows top guy weekend the first time what really blew my mind was the one of the big things that you did was you had a cameo from or, or something from josh molina uh who <laughs> i've been friends with a little nice. bit uh, who i've been oh. a fan of forever so but i, I have I, to i have to apologize 
I keep forgetting that that's you. Go on, go on. <laughs> yes, so that's me. I was so super excited. I was like, "But how did how did Josh Molina?" And so let me tell you a little bit of backstory about Josh Molina. So he'd been on my podcast or one of my podcasts years ago, what? Uh, and I used uh, yeah, and I used Wait, to travel. What are you talking about? Tell me. Yeah, but so I used to travel uh, for work a lot, and I would stay in do, hotels. What do you do? Um, I work for a company that provides uh, home and community-based services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Oh, um, do such good work. Uh, well, again, I, I say our direct care people do great work. I'm kind of the guy who makes sure that it's, you know, profitable enough for them to do it and oh. and who make sure that we follow all of the because it's all government funded making sure that we follow all the rules so i don't but I don't you're like still to a good credit. person to make sure that stuff like this happens correctly but yeah i would be on the road for work a lot and i had this thing that i did for uh, i may try to pull it up on twitter to see if i can search it later and i'll send it to you i had this running theme where I would be in a motel room, wherever, out of the state, in the state, and I would send a picture of my hotel room. And I would post in a hotel room in wherever I was, thinking as always of Josh Molina. And then I would tag him. <laughs> and he would and he would always like it. And it became this running thing. So when I got there and I, and I met you, and you were talking, I was like, my Josh Molina? This is, I, I, I'm, I'm about to send him a picture of my hotel room in about three hours. So kind of, what's your, what was the, the Josh Molina link for you there? Uh, West Wing was my, is my all-time favorite episode of, series of ever. So I would randomly text Josh Molina when he would, write something on Twitter and we became very dear, close personal, longtime friends after, uh, Roy Moore. Is that his name? The sheriff from Alabama? Yes. Uh, ran, yeah. uh, ran for Senate and uh, yeah. we would, uh, I would watch the, the New York times jitter, which would say how, how an election was going. And, I sent it to him and he started writing back and we went back and forth and I was a massive follow follower of the West wing weekly. I listened to every show every week and Same. he, he just happened to, he just, you know, was a great guy and just talking to me yeah. and I ordered a cameo and I ordered another cameo and then I ordered like four or five cameos from him and he had the human decency to write me after he saw my post about Josh. Josh loved the West Wing. Oh, wow. Sending his condolences over, over him passing. And for some reason, I just thought he would be fun to be so when I did the game event live, Karen Jarrett 
God, who is just the greatest saintly human being you could ever imagine. You should see her work the crowd when people are waiting for her outside outside the hotel for AEW before she goes. For everyone that is completely rude and just through no fault of their own, who needs to be with their family or something, Karen Jarrett is the epitome of the opposite of that. She is so kind and she's like, could you make it very quick, please? And, and of course, could you just, you know, just be fast about it? She is so amazing. And my God, she's just a great human being. So when she was player two for our family feud at game event one, I asked Josh Polina to be the person to talk to her for the pause as to, to be player two as player one played the first round of answers. I want to talk the second time that I met you was the top guy weekend where you had done, you had done a fundraiser for uh, your best friend, Josh Odom. Filter free did it. I didn't do it. Okay. That filter free podcast did it. Uh, but you guys raised, raised a lot of money. Uh, they raised over $20,000 for my best friend. Yeah. And, and those who don't know Josh Odom, uh, you know, he was producer, uh, for ad free shows for, for a lot of your stuff. Uh, you know, he, he died suddenly very young. Uh, he left, uh, behind a wife and, and son. And you guys really, you guys filter free. Everybody did such an amazing fundraiser. And then a fantastic celebration there at the Top Guy weekend where you and his son co-hosted the game event. I never did, really... Did you like that. that? Oh, I loved it. It was perfect. It was absolutely as perfect as anything could be. I never really... I think I only met Josh briefly once. Do you have anything that you'd like to... A, like, say now about Josh Odom, and B, is the fundraiser still going? Can people still do things to to support his family? No, the fundraiser is over. Um, Josh was my best friend. When we, we had known each other for a year or two, and when I went to Top Guy Weekend 1, I came in, and everyone saw me and I started railing on someone and the way they looked. And I did my thing five, ten minutes and everyone's laughing and I went upstairs. And I'm about to lie down and I get a phone call. And I go, hello? He says, were you going to acknowledge me or were you just going to do your thing and pretend I wasn't there. He was standing next to me the whole time and I didn't know it. So I came back down, I gave him a hug and you know, he was very ad free shows. The trains don't run on time without Josh Odom. And this past weekend was three months since he died. 
And two weeks ago, I went to go visit his family to watch his son get his black belt. And I just hung out with his wife and son and daughter, and his son would always come on the air. If you know who Greg from Curb Your Enthusiasm is, that is the epitome of Josh Odom's son. I don't know what it's like to have children, but this has got to be the closest thing to it. I am filled with the love and happiness that I didn't know was possible. And it's all because of them. I miss him every single moment of my life. And to be accepted by his family and welcomed, I can't explain it. I am, and people keep saying to me, Darren, you know, you're a great man for, you know, stepping up to this and that, you know, for his family. It takes zero effort to be the person I am for them. They love it. I love it. I have a second family now. And I'm so grateful. He would be so happy that we were together right now. I mean, who would have thought that I would have been sharing a a, a weekend with his family? Not me. But I'm so grateful. Is everybody doing okay? Are they doing okay? Are they... They are... They... They are strong. They are strong. Those kids help help her. She helps the kids. She's every one of them is Superman, Supergirl, Superperson. They're great, and there's so much love, so much love there. It's it's ridiculously amazing to me. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's amazing. Of course, I'm you know I'm I'm sorry for your loss there. Um, but I, I definitely appreciate, even though you said it takes zero effort, what you've done. But you've you've been involved with with charities before. You're you're a pretty taking this aside. You're a pretty charitable guy. Um, you were telling a story about you had met um, I can't remember which wrestler. You had met a wrestler who had done some kind of. Um, some kind of fundraiser and you talked to him about that. It might've been boss man. Um, oh my and he was God. really touched. That's a WrestleMania X seven. I bought the, the top of the line package from WWE for X seven. I was row five. And part of it was having a meet and greet with, uh, some of the, some of the stars and boss man was there and the Hebners were there. And I went up to Bossman. WrestleMania 17 was 2001, so I'm at 978901. I'm 23. And I go up to him and I say, your charity work does not go unnoticed. I know you're a bad guy, but it is greatly appreciated. And he shook my hand and he said, you don't know what that means to me. Thank you. 
thank you. And he was the kindest guy. I went over to the Habners. Dave and Earl were there. And I don't, my lifelong dream since I was three, literally three, was to be a wrestling referee. You watch Hogan Andre at WrestleMania three. Joey Morella is the person I'm looking at. Who was Mike Kyoto's best friend, which is a great connection. I love Joey Morella, that whole match. That's all I'm watching, especially the first like minute when he's kicking out the trash as Hogan and Andre are like talking to each other. Right. I went up to, to Dave and Earl and I said, you know, this was my dream, Lola. Joey Morella was my wrestling idol inspiration. Was he a good man? And one of them said, yes, he was a great man. Put his hand on me, said he was a great man again. Started crying and had to leave the meet and greet. I think it was Earl. So I, I made Earl cry and leave the meet and greet based on, I love Joey Morella. So I want to talk about Premier Streaming Network. I had, honestly, I would have never heard of Premier Streaming Network had it not been for the game event going there. Um, or at least I wouldn't have no, like I've I'd heard the name, but once the game event went there, I was like, I have to be a part of this because I love the game event. Um, I love you, but as I've kind of gotten to see what they're doing at Premier Streaming, I was thinking the other night, I didn't even know that you could like get it on TV as like a, you know, like a yeah, like kind of cool, like huh? App. Yeah, I, I I didn't know that. Uh, but I, but I'm kind of looking at things like the game event, uh, your other show on there, uh, IRFB, looking at all the wrestling programming. Now they're they they've been doing some pay per view stuff. I feel Ego like alert! What do you think of IRFB? IRFB, I think is fantastic. Uh, I saw the Kyoto episode, um, which I the think Shane is the only Kurt. one up now. Right, we're recording more this week. Yeah, I. And well, let's just before we before we hit on that, I'm getting very excited about. I'm starting to feel like Premier Streaming could be almost its own channel, even with a block of program. I'm not saying that that's what they want to do, but I'm, I'm really they're be. really they're they're really building something there, and you know, kind of without you know getting you know too in the weeds on it. I'm very excited uh, about Premier Streaming Network, and I think it's going to be really, really big. What's What's been your experience at, at that level as far as, you know, the, the vision that they have moving forward? Let me say this right off the bat. Josh and Fred Chernoff and Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr., Darren Staley. How about that, huh? Yeah. I know what you did last summer. We take it to our grave. Okay, whatever you say. They believe in me. They believe in my show. They believe in independent wrestling. 
and creators. They have started something that it is the premier place to go to watch independent wrestling, the best podcasts, best independent wrestling in the world, and special events like the game event and IRFB. They have done so much. They are taking off Darren Staley. You have no I idea. I, I feel that way too. I, I, Absolutely. I, I it. Yeah. Absolutely. Rocket is has been launched and they are ready to fly. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna ask you about um, them bringing in the podcast content, which when I heard that I was like, wow, that's I can't really think of any other promotion who is integrating that um, into the product, and I think that's extremely exciting and interesting. So yeah, no, I think I, th- I think they're really on to something. I'm excited to see how it goes. They really, really are. They really are. And both Josh and Fred Chernoff, beyond forget everything else, when they believe in you, that's all you need. And Freddie Prince Jr. to have the 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 backing that he that he gives. Un- potential is limitless. And uh, again, above everything else, again, they believe in you and they believe in what you are presenting to them. That goes so far. When someone says, hey, I love your idea. Let me help you. And speaking of the, I, I want to circle back to, to IRFB before I let you go. Uh, I saw the first uh, episode with Kyoto. Um, I'm, I'm kind Shane of Shane versus the, Kurt Street yeah, Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the concept. Where did that concept come from, and and where do you take it? Is this going to be, is this going to be all refs, or are you going to have it, talent in there? Are you going to have announcers? What's, what's your vision for IRFB? You know what? Because I know, I yeah, go ahead. I've never had the idea for announcers, but it has always been a ref thing. IRFB, a tape, a take on the IFB that the referee is is has in their ear. I want to know what is going on. For you've watched watch, you've had watch alongs for twenty years. Yeah. With the combatants, there's a third man in the ring who has a different view based on what you're seeing. I always want to be different. The game event, IRFB. I have another show that's in the works, I'll tell you now, called The Meal, The Match, where someone from wherever talks about a meal that they had with other wrestlers. And let's say, so take for for example, Joey Morella, what did he do after WrestleMania three? Let's say he had some big Italian meal with Kyoto and himself. We all get that. Let's say they went to Olive Garden. We go and get yeah. that like lasagna or, or, yeah, yeah, or, I'm feeling you. Right. And we have a communal meal, as Mike Kyoto tells us 
what Joey Morello was telling him as we eat lasagna and have a glass of wine or something. I think telling that's fantastic. About, telling us about that match. And we're all sharing the same smells and the same moment based online, based off of what he he told him. So I do have, before I let you go, I have a question from a guy. Uh, who is he cute? He is. His name is uh, Paul B. Okay. Uh, he sounds really ugly. No, 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 no. Paul B. Is he tight? Go... Has he? Has he? He did he say how tall he was? How much he weighed? How tight he was? He didn't really give any specifics, uh, but he looks a little, you know, muscular. Uh, Boy, you, know, he... you say he looks muscular. Yeah, he looks a little muscular. Okay, great. Let me tell you something. Costco yeah. Optometry is opened from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> you should go. But no, he wanted me to ask you this question. Um, what's next for Efren? And do you think at some point you'll find a good girl to settle down with? <laughs> well, I couldn't if Brian Koppelman hired me as a dealer in a speech <laughs> movie. Or, or 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 Ms. Carlin said, "Hey, I need a joke." What is next? Uh, season two of of the game event is hopefully going to be done in front of a live studio audience. That's amazing, That's little, right? Uh, I may have a big announcement in the next week or two regarding something that's coming up very soon. I want more referees, more announcers, more people for IRFB. I know my place. I know my box. I know my parameters and what I'm good in, and I don't need to expand from that. I don't need a weekly show, even though if I do one in the future, I'll be great. Right. I like doing hyper-focused stuff, and when I do something, you know it's important. The thing that I do, especially, especially, especially the game event, those 30 minutes are the most important thing in my life. I want you to win. I want you as a contestant to be the most, to have this, this experience as the most important thing in your life at this moment. Yeah, From and years, I, I think... Yeah. PremierStreamingNetwork.com to watch the game event, IRFB, the best independent wrestling in the world, only $9.99 a month. And StarCast will be shown exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. Sign up for StarCast. You get two months free of Premier Plus to see all the great stuff on Premier Streaming Network. All right. Thank you so much, Efren.